You're listening to the Up In Your Business Podcast, episode 010. On this show, I'm going to go deep with you, and I'm going to talk about one of the hurdles we must all get over in order to create a foundation for personal transformation. <laughs> Admittedly, this is not a show for everyone, and yet the paradox is this show is for everyone. Welcome to the Up In Your Business Podcast, building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson. Hello, hello. This is Angus Nelson. I am the host of the Up In Your Business podcast. I'm so very happy you're here. Uh, lots and lots of good things I get to share with you today. And in, part of it, admittedly, is uh, kind of inspired by um, our last guest, uh, episode 009. I spoke with productivity coach Jeff Sanders. And uh, his insights got me thinking, and they've inspired me. And so um, on today's show, um, I'm going to talk about your personal power and your ability to change, influence, and manage the world around you. And that begins with some uh, forms of, tra- of uh, personal transformation. So before I get into all of that, um, I want to thank those who have gone and um, registered up on um, iTunes a review. Thank you all for the kind words. Um, lots of good things going on um, in terms of um, how people are responding to the message that I'm sharing. I got a couple of emails just this week of people who have listened to the podcast just recently, some of which who are old and personal friends. Um, you know, when you start hearing from the audience and validating the things that you're saying, um, it gives me great confidence, uh, that, you know, I'm going the right direction or when people give me a little bit of, um, you know, some criticism and and positive, I mean that in the best of ways, um, then it helps me kind of make some tweaks. And so I love to hear, um, from you. If you want to connect with me, you can email me at hello at angusnelson.com or you can come to the website um, at angusnelson.com or upinyourbusiness.co. They're both going to take you to the same place. You can contact me on uh, through the website as well. Um, a couple little tidbits here of reviews coming from Little J ninety. They said this show is very motivating and has great guests who have lots of great insights. I also heard from uh, Sue Monhate. Uh, I believe I said that name right. Uh, she says great interview with Peter Shankman. Angus's style gets to a different side of his guests and is really enlightening. Uh, looking forward to hearing more. Well, I'm looking forward to having you hear more, Sue. That's fantastic. And then lastly, I'll share this from uh, Benjamin Tyler, who said, great podcast to bring growth in your business. He states, every episode I listen to on Angus's uh, brings ideas on how to grow and make my business better. Uh, This is a thought-provoking podcast with tons of value. And that's fantastic. Uh, With that, um, I want to help you uh, do a little bit more of that thinking. 
and take you into this idea of personal power. Um, I, I, I stole that phrase from uh, Anthony Robbins. Uh, he used that phrase some time ago. I actually have a bunch of materials coming in to go through some of his older teachings, and I'm going to learn from some of the best. Um, I'm trying to grow myself, and I've read a bunch of his stuff way back when, so I'm refreshing myself at the same time, kind of taking the philosophies and ideas, perspectives that I have, and comparing them up against what others have already studied. So he's one of many, uh, Anthony Robbins, that I'm looking at um, because I want to bring my audience the best, um, the best content that's going to help and impact them most, and that's got to start with me. Um, You know, when I reflect back uh, just to June of this last year, when I made the decision that I was finally going to step out and then launch this podcast only like two months ago, Um, I had to get through some of my own personal uh, hurdles uh, mentally, some of my own limiting beliefs. To think that when I put this out here, how are people going to respond? Are they going to listen? Are they going to care? And I've had to overcome some of those fears and apprehensions. And I have to tell you that when you step out, it really frees you and it liberates you to only step up more. And with that, let's jump into our content today. You know, that personal power and your ability, like I said before, to change and influence and manage the world around you is possible. And it really, it starts with you, you know, with all of us. Uh, It's a decision that we make, um, that we have to make today, um, that as we make every decision, we write the chapters of our future. And it can be to our degree of um, energy um, in how, you know, we can be healthy. It can deal with our education. It can be with our productivity, our weight, our level of contentment or personal happiness. All of these arenas are actually directly related to you. And many times what we perceive is the world around us influencing those realms And today I want to talk about kind of reversing the script and recognizing that from a different perspective. You know, we have the ability to influence these areas, and many of them come with um, larger degrees of intention than others uh, in order to change. And today I want to talk about that perspective of your personal responsibility, your personal power over your life. And again, this can seem kind of um, awkward for some. And it may be intimidating, or you may already be ready to turn off the broadcast. Because sometimes taking responsibility um, can be hard, and it can be painful. So before we even jump into this, I want to let you know that if you struggle with insecurity or fear or just somebody telling you that you're not perfect or you're not good enough, understand this, every one of us are the same in that department. Like, none of us are perfect. And if you get anything from this show today, I want you to know that whatever you're going through, wherever you're at, know this, you are not alone. Myself and many others are experiencing or have experienced whatever it is that you're going through. So let me start with that as a preface. When we see that the majority of our 
emotional chaos in our life is a result of our own choices, that sucks, you know? Um, it's a hard thing. And I can tell you from personal experience, when I sat down with my counselor the very first time that he kind of opened stuff up to me and let me see the power of my own thinking just through my own words as I describe things to him, and then he kind of parroted that back to me or reflected those words back to me. And I realized, like, I was creating so much of this really just bad lines of thinking. And I was creating limitations for myself, and I didn't even know about it. So think about this. The people that you call your friend, your spouse, your coworker, or even your boss, like, on a very simple level, you've chosen to be with those people. You've chosen to allow these people to have access to you. And as such, you've also allowed them to influence your life. And these people can either build you up or they can tear you down. And again, you've given them permission. And if you don't have decent boundaries, if you haven't created healthy boundaries, sometimes that influence that they have on you can be extremely negative and it can only um, validate or enforce negative thought patterns that you may have and this reverse of that is surrounding yourself with people who um, have healthy patterns who contribute great value to your life Um, that can be a whole different experience but ultimately at the end of the day it still comes down to how you see yourself because how you see yourself will determine what kind or what caliber of people you will attract into your life. Because people want to be around like people. So therefore, um, the product around you is a, a fruit of how you see yourself today. I want you to just kind of let that sink in. The good news is we can change that. And so I want to talk to you about some of the beginning levels of that uh, today. So if these people can either build you up or they can tear you down, they can add value, they can subtract value, it's in those interactions that serve to, like I said, enforce or validate how you see yourself. So if you're thinking um, negative about yourself, negatively thinking about yourself, psychologically, like I said, you attract or intentionally place yourself in proximity to only reinforce that belief. And this can be seen when you, um, you know, hear about ridiculousness, like right now, uh, let's just say people of faith getting all upset about the red cups from Starbucks, which is a whole joke in and of itself because it's not true. I know a lot of people who are faith and they don't care. Um, but the media tries to make that into something more than it needs to be because they need somebody to fill their waves with ridiculousness and like attracts like. So the same curmudgeons, the same, you know, trolls will gather together on whatever the, the, the meme is of the day and trumpet it from the hilltops. Those kind of negative people hang around with negative people and project negative things. The flip side of that is, We gather together on Veterans Day and we see soldiers and people who have served our country gather together. People salute them. People buy them their meals. Like good things come because people have honor and respect for the role and the position and the vision that those people have. 
two diametrically opposed gatherings of people amongst like belief. We all seek our own. And this can be a really big pill to swallow when you realize that at some point in time that you actually have to take responsibility for your own chaos or your own choices. And these choices, you know, are merely the product of your own belief system. While this is, you know, a really deep topic and I could honestly, I could go really deep and I could go for a long time on this. I'm going to try and do it in a very brief and succinct way. And I want you to begin to see just this one small piece of the puzzle. Don't try and understand the whole thing. Uh, My premise today is just to get you to see the first part. And that is this. You must first understand that you are not a victim. You can't blame the world for your past, your present, or your future. And you can't continue to use those as excuses to keep you from fully living the incredible life that you were intended to live. For me, so much of my life, I blamed everyone and everything else for my own problems. And it was as if I saw like the world was out to get me. And I was crying out, it's not fair. What did I ever do to deserve this? And for those of you that know my story, I went through a loss of a company and I went through a dark time and a divorce. And then I got into addiction. I went through all of this chaos only to realize at the end of the day that so much of it I had done to myself. I had self-sabotaged so many arenas in my life. And when you start to understand that almost like from a third party, like you're looking in on your own life, like really powerful revelations and insights come. And nobody can really tell you specifically what those things are. Uh, And in fact, you know, it's only through the self-discovery process that really you can do something about it because chances are people have tried to tell you over and over again throughout your life about different areas and you just didn't have ears to hear because you were in denial. You didn't understand. You were too involved with the process itself to be able to step outside and see it objectively. And that's why, you know, relationships, you know, you can be with somebody and then break up with them and one of your friends says, I can't believe you were with that person. I never saw it happening. And you can be like, why didn't you tell me? And they're like, well, I tried, but you wouldn't listen. Like these are some of the things that we have our own blind spots and our own nature that keeps us from seeing some of the depths and opportunities uh, that are available for us to actually change and be transformed. So it's with this mindset that as I was seeing myself as a victim and, and I took on that attitude for sure. I didn't, again, I didn't identify it. I didn't like acknowledge that that was the case, but it was just a reality. So now that I can see, you know, looking back how narrow-minded that thinking was, um, you know, I can kind of laugh and chuckle and say, like, who am I to think that all the world really cared about me so much to inconvenience my little life? Like, that's kind of narcissistic. That's kind of like, who did I think I was to think that the world cared so much to junk my life? That's not cool. Like, that's something I had to swallow. I put myself on a pedestal and thought the world was supposed to serve me. What kind of entitlement is that? That's ridiculous. So I had this victim mentality 
And many people who would rather blame others than take responsibility of their life's predicaments can fall under that same label. And this kind of thinking will always rob you of growth opportunities. And as a result, you'll always be stunted in your abilities to interact with people effectively. So it's hard to lead when you're always questioning yourself. It's hard to lead when you don't believe in yourself. It's hard to lead when you have these nagging little gremlins in the back of your mind tearing down at the very things you're trying to build. So this victim mentality and the sabotaging of my potential and, um, you know, it, it, it gets in the way, again, of every relationship, marriage, family, your job, but even just your own future contentment. Because you can't be happy in the future if you can't be happy now. And that's a whole nother conversation we'll save for another day. But I want to share with you here an excerpt from my book, Love's Compass. And it's kind of a short little story. Part of it's true, part of it's not. Um, But it's a nice little um, way to illustrate kind of how some of us can see the world. And I call it the bird poop proverb. It's not unique to me. Someone else uh, came up with something similar to it. I've just kind of tweaked it for myself. So when I was in fifth grade, I went out with my friend Ben on his paper up. He had just unleashed another of his typical smart aleck remarks as we both left the porch of some house. The two of us were gregariously laughing our way toward the street when, from out of the tree above, this black speckled clump of white goo hurled out of the heavens and onto Ben's head. Ben turned to me with an incredulous look of horror. I slipped into an uncontrollable fit of hilarity. Ben was furious. He stopped in his tracks, dropped his newspapers, and pumped his fists into the air, screaming at the bird as it flew away nonchalantly, soon disappearing into the copse of a tree. I was still wiping the tears from my eyes. I was thoroughly entertained. Now, that really happened. Now, let's hypothetically state this story and take it a little further. Admittedly, I didn't come up with this part of the story myself, so it's possible you've heard a slightly different version of it elsewhere. Let's say Ben cursed the bird some more, but nothing came of it. So he picked up his newspapers and continued on his way. When he arrived at the newspaper office, the poop now dripping down onto his sleeve, he complained about the incident to the dispatcher. Taken aback by this situation, she offered him a towel to clean up himself. But Ben refused, explaining that it wasn't his fault that the bird had pooped all over him. If anyone was going to clean up this mess, it was going to have to be the bird that did it. He continued into the office, setting his newspaper pouch down on her desk and taking a seat. When the other paper delivery boys threw him questioning glances, he hesitated and then told them about his ordeal. They also offered to give him a moment to clean up, but he refused again, saying that the bird was responsible to clean up the mess. Meanwhile, thin threads of poo were now dripping off his head, pooling into putrid white clumps on his shoulder of his designer polo shirt. He didn't concern himself. The bird would be liable to get this shirt dry cleaned. He continued to get strange looks from passers-by as he left the office. By this time, 
He reeked of bird poo, and as he boarded the bus, his fellow passengers gave him a wide berth. He tried to explain the situation to as many people as would listen, but knowing what had happened didn't seem to compel anyone to want to take a seat next to him. That night, he looked at himself in the mirror with disgust. The poop had now soaked down into the roots of his hair, caking to his scalp. The smell was worse than ever, so he dug around through a drawer until he found a nose plug to help reduce his suffering. When it came time to take a shower and go to bed, he decided not to shower for fear of washing his hair and thereby cleaning a mess that was not his to clean. He went to bed, smearing the mess onto his pillow and sheets. No problem, he mused. The bird would take care of that too. Now I'll confess that this is a pretty silly story. But really, think about it. How many people are walking through life with bird poop on them? Just as foolish as it is to blame the bird, we lay the fault for our unfortunate circumstances at the feet of the people we deem have done this. Think of how much time and effort we waste waiting for other people to fix the problems we have in our lives when we could just deal with it, wash off the poop, and move on. The truth is that the bird does what the bird does, usually whether I'm standing beneath it or not. And people who are hurting tend to hurt others. It's nothing personal. It's just what they do in wrestling with their own personal issues. So there's no sense in being victims wallowing around as though we're nothing more than other people's collateral damage. I picked up the proverbial towel and wiped off my poop. Again, that was an excerpt from my book, Love's Compass. And it was part of me coming to the discovery that much of my life was a product of me expecting other people to do something. I wanted them to apologize. I wanted them to get in and help. I wanted them to help cheer whatever I was doing on etc., etc. I was expecting other people to do something that only I could do for myself. And that's the first thing you need to realize is that you are not a victim. It doesn't matter how you grew up, whether it was in poverty, if you have a disability, if you, um, if you feel like someone didn't treat you properly. If you've been hurt, cheated, abused, or preyed upon in any way, it is possible to rise above these issues. And there is story after story after story of people who have led successful lives after going through immense trauma, immense challenge. It's all about the attitude that you approach that situation with. So it takes initiative on your part to change your attitude, to change your level of gratitude, your level of how much optimism you're going to bring to a situation that on first glance may seem very dark. So I want to give you three recommendations that will dramatically impact your life to turn away from this victim mentality and instead harness some personal power and experience transformation. And I'm calling these the three T's for transformation. And again, 
This is such a small microcosm of a much larger conversation. And I don't share this to be trite about your pain or about your journey. I share this from a place of encouragement and a place of love and a place of wanting to help. And this can be hard to hear. I understand that. I've been there. But once you do, I'm telling you, it is amazing. It is liberating and is powerful. So here's the first three. uh, Here are the three T's for transformation. One, therapist. Get some counseling. And I know the first time I saw a therapist, I was scared as hell. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I thought only crazy people go and talk to other people about their stuff. But letting out the years of bottled up frustration, it was one of the most liberating phenomenons of my life. Like once I got everything out, like nothing could touch me. Like I wasn't ashamed anymore. Like I I learned how to own my own stuff. And that didn't come very quickly. It took some time. It took me a few years to really grasp all of this in its entirety. But I'm telling you, it's possible when you see a counselor, see a therapist, see somebody who's a third party that will let you speak freely and safely. And you'll realize that even as you're speaking, you'll become acutely aware of your own ill-conceived perceptions on life. And my counselors, they've always helped me see beyond my own personal BS. So number one, therapist. Number two, thinking. You have to replace your thinking in order to replace your feelings, which in turn then replaces your behavior. So you may or may not have heard me share this before, and I'll share it again kind of from a different perspective. What you hear about, you think about. What you think about, you talk about. And what you talk about, you eventually bring about. Many times people, um, don't realize that the words coming from their mouth are critical, jaded, um, mean, uh, judgmental. And those words oftentimes are a product of how they see themselves. When you become really critical, it's typically because there's something about your own life that you don't feel is right, that you feel judged or you feel critical about yourself. And you've even judged yourself to say, I'm not good enough, or I don't have what it takes, or fill in the blank. When we start to influence our minds with more intentional items, such as, you know, teaching from, you know, like I said, I'm listening to some Anthony Robbins, some Tony Robbins stuff. When you listen to teachers, when you listen to motivational people, when you listen to self-help stuff, the books and CDs and videos can be really powerful even more so. And this may sound kind of ridiculous, but even the music you listen to sometimes influences you. And we don't realize the subtleties of, you know, booty shake music can make us a little aroused that listening to music with a lot of anger can actually give us angst. It's actually very simple. What goes in is what comes out. And your brain is a little bit of a computer. So whatever you're influencing yourself internally in your mind, that thinking, again, it is it is connecting to your emotions. And your emotions will cause you to change your behavior. 
So when you change that thinking, when you start inputting stuff that's more positive and uplifting and optimistic, it's amazing how your perception and interactions with the people around you also change. You can get rid of worry. You can get rid of skepticism. You can get rid of the negativity in your life. And ironically, you'll find that people would want to spend more time with you. We don't realize that those negative energies actually propel people that we would actually really want to be with, and they actually attract the kind of people we'd rather not be with. So it comes down to this, and this is a bit of a little levity in the midst of all this. Most of our minds are like concrete. (laughs) We're well mixed and thoroughly set. And so you have to go in and you have to break it up. You have to break up that thinking, and that takes great intention. Um, So that leads me to the next one. So from your therapist to your thinking, now comes your teachability. Uh, Just kidding. Teachability. It doesn't really fit with the rest, but it's okay. You get what I'm saying. Teachability. You have to let go of what you've known in order to grasp what you don't know. Every one of us have experienced fear growing up in riding a bike. And when we're young and we see a bike and we get a little bit out of balance, we start to, you know, freak out and that only makes us crash. Like, you know, we shake the steering wheel, the bike goes out of control and down we go. And I think there's a lot of areas in our life that feel that way sometimes is, you know, until we just stay at it, that shaking starts to go away. Those falls become less and less and suddenly we become super confident in what we're doing. And before we know it, we're jumping off the curb, we're, you know, doing wheelies and, you know, we start to actually take what once was fearful and turn it into something that's fun. That comes from a place of teachability. And when we're young, it's far easier to be teachable, to have a soft heart, to be um, humble. But sadly, as we get older, many times we allow that concrete to set and we no longer see things from other people's perspective and we become closed. But if you'll crack that open, good things can happen. So as you're listening to this show today, you know, I believe you're listening because you're ready to tackle some of the sticky areas in your life. And you didn't know it when you hit play today, but your heart is desperate to experience a transformation. And I believe And that's what brought you here today. Humility, vulnerability, and transparency, they're not just buzzwords. They're game changers. And if you stay close to this community, to this program, to this line of thinking, um, I would love to say you'd stay with this podcast, right? But there's others who are probably much better than myself. Stick around these people. That will guide you into examining, equipping, and empowering your most effective self. And that's my goal. If that's what you want, stick around. Because I want to get you there. And again, this is just the beginning of this topic. And we'll dive into more of this as we go along. Uh, Next show, episode 011, they'll be releasing uh, next Monday. 
I'm sh- I'll be sharing an interview with Aaron Walker, and he's a personal coach, a man of great wisdom, and you're most certainly going to be inspired by what he shares. Um, so I look forward to you being a part of that. And again, last one, episode 009 with um, Jeff Sanders um, talking about productivity. Like these are the kind of things I want to kind of dive in a little bit deeper. It's not just about interviewing, you know, people who have been successful as much as we get behind the scenes and find out why they're successful and furthermore help you be successful. So thank you for being a part of the show today. If you're enjoying the show, can you please do me a favor? Go to iTunes and leave a review. And when you post a review, it's like you're telling iTunes algorithm gods that this show is worth listening to. And as such, more people will have opportunity to hear this podcast when they search for it. Um, um, lastly, I love um, that we've had this time together. Thank you for taking you know, your precious time and investing in yourself. Um, if you need anything, you can come to the website at upinyourbusiness.co or you can go to angusnelson.com. Again, they take you to the same place. We've got resources there. I'm building out resources uh, for 2016. Uh, my book is there that I read from. It's been a pleasure uh, being with you today. Um, I'll have some show notes. Um, all that's available on the website. I really appreciate you. Thanks so much. Go be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.co. Remember, that's .co, not com. <laughs>